Welcome everyone back. The outrage is here. We got back in the studio. I like Evian, Spencer Byers. Happy to have you with us. I don't know what episode it is, Al, so I'm going to stop saying episodes now. Just this for is you. This is 18. Is it 18? I, I, I remember, yes. And also, this is actually pretty cool, Spencer. I don't know if you know this, but we've officially reached one year with the outrage. No, I would not have known it's the one-year anniversary. Yep, 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 yep. Sure was. Thank you to Facebook Memories for that. Um, actually, a few days ago, uh, it popped up on my uh, on my Facebook feed. I got to go pull this up, Spencer, because we got to, like... We gotta get we, this one right. We, we gotta commemorate. We gotta. We, we we gotta we gotta commemorate the moment it all started. Yeah, exactly. And for some reason, of course, you know you know how my cell phone works, Spencer. When I need something, it never, never comes, never shows up. It always freaking runs takes away so from long. you. It runs away. I'm I'm scrolling as fast as I can here, and I'm trying to like stall. You know, my stalling well, game's been pretty decent. Oh, there it, it is. Oh, there you go. September 3rd, 2022 is when we launched the first ever episode of The Outrage on all platforms. So September 3rd, 2022. So this was actually last well, week. This is a few, yeah, a few weeks. Yeah, last weekend, last Sunday. So your baby that you created is officially a year old. And yeah, it's, it's kind of sad, I guess, if you think about it, though, that in the span of one year, episodes. we've done 18 episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to we got to get you into gear. But yeah, that's what we got to do. I know. But you know what, though? Hey, like I you met when when you messaged me, I was like, yep, I'm good. Like, I'll find a slot. Like, that's the thing. Like, I've been super busy and all that. But like, I've been trying to, uh, you know, I know how much this means. This means to you. And you know what? It's kind of nice once in a while, too. It's like a reset for me. I get to talk about sports. Yeah. Um, considering I do a lot, I've been covering a lot of news lately, but, uh, you know, so I, I, uh, I don't mind making, you know, a not taking an hour out of my day here and there to get this baby going. Well, I'm happy you do save me your time. And I think this week is a perfect week to get you back, get us back because is news it broke, ever? Cause news broke yesterday. The Jays have, uh, have lost their most recent game to, to, to the Texas Rangers, I believe. Oh, yeah. They believe that finished their series again. Nope, they have one more game against Texas. One more. Yep. Uh, against Texas, that did kind of that did fall them out of the wild card spots for now. They are technically tied with Seattle, but they're below Seattle and half a game below Texas, who are in the second spot. Seattle in the third spot of the wild card. Again, the Jays right now in the last non play or the first non playoff spot of the wild card. And they're yep, really and they, the only three teams fighting there because obviously the Rays are the top wild card team, still trying to see if they can catch the Orioles who are leading the whole way in the AL. But there it can be a dogfight between Texas, Seattle, and Toronto. Well, but is it really a fight though, Spencer? I, I mean, the Jays are going to try to make it a fight. I'm not sure nah. if you have confidence it will be a fight, but nah, the Jays they're are not doing it a fight, aren't they? Well, I mean, they're not fighting really well right now. I mean, let's be honest here. Like, yeah, cool. Like, you know. Kevin Kiermaier made a speech at the end of the Kansas City series, uh, which was the team, which was who was in town prior to Texas, you know, paying them a visit. And, you know, Kansas City, not the best team in the league, obviously, but not the, well, close to the worst, I guess, too. And the fact that they had a hard time putting them away was just sad, is what I thought. And, you know, Kiermaier after, after the one game saying, you know, we're, this is the race, like, we're doing this, like, we're, we're going to go, like, we're going to get in and we're going to make this, like, I don't know. It's not word for word. I'm obviously paraphrasing, but 
And I was like, okay, that's a great speech. And then Texas rolls into town and I was like, yeah, they rolled over. Cause that's what happens with the blue Jays. They gain a little bit of momentum. It's like one step forward, two steps back all the time. And you know, the teams that they need to beat it's, it's, it, I swear, man, they remind me of Toronto sometimes like the, of the other Toronto team. And I don't even have to n- mention who I'm talking about because you guys know exactly what I'm saying. They beat the teams that they shouldn't like that they shouldn't beat like without it. Like they have no shot and then they'll play a team that's like mediocre or worse and they lose or they barely squeak by. So I, I, I just maybe they get in maybe, but if they do like they're not doing anything, they're not going to go anywhere. I this is a waste of a season and the fact that no one's clued into that yet is bogus. It's just frustrating. Like, <laughs> the, there are fans that I talk to and that, like, there are people that I talk to. They're, like, they're not casual Jays fans, but they're realists. Like, they see what's going on. Davis Schneider's your best player right now. And he's, like, he's a call-up. Like, things just aren't didn't, did not work out the way everyone thought it was going to on paper, which is fine. But, like, now the thing is, like, this hasn't been working out the entire season, this isn't new that the Jays aren't good. This isn't new that they can't play clutch baseball. There's nothing new about the, this roster. Nothing was done. You know, I, I can't give them too much fault, though, because, like, then there's a Los Angeles Angels who are like, yeah, we're making a playoff push, and the next thing you know, every guy they traded for freaking gets put on waivers. Yep. You Literally know, two <laughs> weeks after. Yeah, like they just rolled over and died. But you know what? At least they're doing something. I'll give them that. It's not smart, but it's the, by all means, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But it's it's something. Whereas these guys here just kind of stood still. They stayed with status quo. You know, oh, we we believe in this. We be- you have 162 games to play. That's a lot. Okay, 82 games in a hockey season is. Well, sometimes gets a lot, but by the time you get to game 35, you know what you got. You know the product, and you know that you're getting, well, then you're getting ready. Okay, well, what are we going to do at the trade deadline? What are we doing? Whereas this team here, it's very rare to that team. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's very rare that teams, it's very rare that teams that after 40 games really change their trajectory. Like I'd say the Blues, St. Louis Blues of 2019 when they won the Cup. Or like the only real recent memory team that was garbage till like January. And then just that went was luck. Well, I mean, pace, it wasn't right? luck. I think they had the thing is with the Blues too. Like they were a shocker. Like they were a shocker. Like they had yeah. a team on paper, but they it was shocking that they were bad. And then all of a sudden, it's like there's the team we expect. Yeah, hot goalie, good roster, and they got hot at the right time. They're basically hot from January that they won the cup. In yeah, June. no, like they were they were hot for six months. And I'll I'll put Jordan Bennington's name as the reason why. But he can go through that roster and say you know. Great player, but it was great player, it was player. Jordan Bennington though it was it really was as soon as like everyone remembers the quote do I look nervous? Jeez, Susie well, hit as soon as he hit the whole as soon as he hit the media with that quote that was it <laughs> they're going. Well, Al, ironically, I was going to mention Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has not been very good recently, and no, the Jays I mean, have definitely not been been happy for it. But Al, another good comment, another good commenter on pressure. You know, something you put in your tires, Al. Yeah. Alec Manoa, who's continued to be a story for the Jays. Not, not in a bad way. Yeah, but has continued to be a story. And it was always bad this year. He's really struggled this year. He's had a yep. lot of problems, Yep. you know, tr- trying to be an MLB pitcher. He got sent down to Florida. Uh, I'll say infamously on this show, he got sent down to Florida. 
And uh, then he went AAA, had a couple AAA starts, and then got back to the majors. But since Hyunjin Ryu came off of the Tommy John and came back a co- about a month month or, ago or so, Manoa got kind of phased out, and he got option to AAA. And he hasn't reported yet to Buffalo. Has not reported to AAA. And it is becoming, quote-unquote, less and less likely he returns to the mount this season. So it sounds like the they 25-year-old Manoa is done. Yeah, they shut him down. And rightfully so. I I saw something, too, yesterday. I was scrolling through Twitter, and he hasn't reported because he's not taking this well. He he wasn't happy that he got sent down. But it's like, dude, you haven't been an MLB pitcher. You haven't. You haven't. Your best start was against the Detroit freaking Tigers. That's it. Um, And they're barely an MLB team themselves. So... You know, for me, it's it's shocking in a sense because he's such a competitor, and it's really it was really disappointing to read, because this is a guy that I think a lot of young kids look up to because he's been so damn good, and this is also a guy that like I think has a voice on that ball club when, well, had a voice anyways up until now he's not there anymore, and I think he was a big. I think he has a, has a solid leadership role with the team. I don't know how big it is. I think it's pretty underrated, if you ask me. But then again, it could you know, be right out there. He could be one of the most vocal guys, and I believe he is because, I mean, he's vocal enough already on the mound. So I was really disappointed to read that. But at the same time, I also saw a picture the other day, and it could just be my eyes playing tricks on me or not, but I think he lost a bit of weight. There was a picture that surfaced. Uh, he, he was signing autographs for kids at the triple, at the minor league level. And he looks like he lost a little bit of weight. And I think the if if they're gonna shut him down, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a conditioning thing. And again, I know a lot of fat shaming gets thrown around out there and all that. This isn't what I'm saying. This guy here was evidently like going through something with mechanics and delivery and all that. But again, my first sign that I looked at when. Manoa started not having after like Manoa's second start. I I pointed it out, and you can go back in the archives if you have to. But I did say this guy looks like this pitch clock is eating him alive because it takes so much out of him to pitch in a certain amount of time that he just can't. I don't think his cardio is up to par. And again, you can be a big dude and have good cardio, like and still be a big dude. Like look at football players, like offensive line guys. Like I'm sure they have a pretty decent cardio. Maybe not that, like, not marathon runner, excuse me, cardio, but I'm sure they, I'm sure they, you know, they can, they're they're ready to go. And, you know, now the fact that they shut him down, I think it's, I think it's good because now it's like, okay, well, you know what? Fine. You don't want to pitch AAA? Great. Fine. But, like, now I'm worried because the last thing, the last thing he needs to do, if he really likes being here in Toronto, which I think he does, this guy here could has, depending on how he does and how he bounces back and how the rest of his career goes, I could see him. I have him labeled as a franchise player. And this is not what a franchise player does. Like, yes, you're going through it. Yes, it's mentally draining. Yes, it sucks. Yes, you want to be at the highest level of your game, but you're not. Go get better. Just get better and come back. We will. The Jays fans will welcome you with open arms. 
when you come back. And we've seen it when he came when he played against Detroit. Like a lot of Jays fans made it a, made the trip across the border. Even when uh, I, he did pitch at Rogers Center, even when he pitched at Rogers Center, right there with him. But at this point, stop whining, stop complaining. You suck this year. Own that. Let that fuel you and come back stronger and, you know, be able to help this team, this team win ball games. Cause honestly, like they, they need a man. They need him. He's a crucial part to that roster. And I mean, look at last year, you know, Cy Young finalists, you know, he has the stuff. We know he has the potential. So it's just a matter of get it back and then, you know, come help this team. Cause let me tell you, they need it. They freaking need it. And, um, the Jays as a whole have been frustrating though as of late. And I, I, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say on, on Alec Manoa is just that, you know, get better and, you know, stop whining and get, get shit done. Um, but as for the Jays, like there's so many things I've been doing. Like, uh, I, well, I watched a couple of bits and pieces of the Texas games and the, when Jonah Heim hit a grand slam in game one of the three game set, it was off of Genesis Cabrera. And the last few times I watched a game and I saw Cabrera pitching, he was always coughing up runs. And a few times it wasn't in crucial situations. But for me, I'm like, man, this guy should not pitch. Like, keep pitching him, but don't put him in high leverage such situations. Sure enough, you know, Texas big series. Yeah, you beat Kansas, great. But this is the big one. This is the, this could be your make or break series here. Yeah, because everything else after this is division. It's in yeah, division. Yeah, and the Jays aren't going on a run. Let's be real here. They're not going on a run. This is They're not going to sweep the next whatever X amount of series they have left here. That's not happening. I think if they lose – well, I think they're already done. Honestly, I think they're – this. if they if the Jays lose tonight in the game, in the three game in the third game of that this, this set, third and final game of the set, I think they're done. It's actually a fourth. It's a four-game set. Oh, it's a four-game set. Oh, it's a four-set against oh, Texas. Oh, Lord have they are mercy. 17 games left in the year, Al. You they better finish. hope. Well, they need a split. They need yeah. a split. They lose they this game tonight, that. they're done. They, they lose this game tonight, they're done. In a For bad sure. way, they need a split. Yeah, no, this is not good, man. Like, honestly, like, yeah, like, this is, I don't know what it is. And, again, been curious for most of the season now, but, like, they can't play clutch. They can't play clutch baseball to save their lives. They have spurts, but there's just something that's like, I I don't know. I know that I'd like management to change if they don't make the playoffs. Uh, John Schneider, nah, you know, whatever. They stay, go, maybe demote him. I think he can handle the demotion. I don't think he'd care about that. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure it, it would be it guy. would be weird. Not a lot of guys would do that. But anyways, you know, the for me lately, it's been bothering me that Genesis Cabrera like pitched in that high leverage situation where it was like a three run ball game. And then, you know, bases loaded. I don't even know if he he's the one that loaded them up or not. But if he did and they left them on, that's even dumber. And then, bam, grand slams. It's like, but anyway, so Genesis Cabrera for me shouldn't be a guy coming out of the high out of the bullpen in a high leverage situation. Um. Even in the Colorado series, when Chad Green was came back and pitched four runs, and they left the after the third one, I was like, "Guys, get him out!" Like, not even like it was one of those. Like, I don't care if you know if there's two outs still, but like he just allowed three runs. Like they keep bang banging him in. 
take him out, you know. And I he looked he didn't look bad. It's just I think they were just putting the ball to him. And it was one of those where you just can't catch a break and they're just hitting everything. Kind of like, you know, Hunchin Ryu against the Tampa Bay Rays. Ryu was a good pitcher. It's just a matter of, geez, Tampa just had the bats going that night in that wild card series in 2021, 2020, 2021, something like that. But anyways, yep. So the Jays, for me, it's, they, they're making their own bet and I just hope they're, they're able to lay in it. I don't think they'll be able to. I think there's a lot of, this is really bad because I think there's a few guys, uh, Matt Chapman being one of them, not going to come back. Kevin Kiermaier will be back. I think, I think that'll be a, a thing. Um, but I think this season is going to destroy the morale in general, uh, in that clubhouse. And, um, I saw a tweet the other day. This will be my last thought on the Jays and then we can, we can move on unless you have anything else to add Spencer, but, uh, Keegan Matheson tweeting out on Twitter saying, um, this was on the Monday night. You mean X by the way, but it continue. Right. Yes, <laughs> you are correct. Yep. Staying on your toes, staying woke Spencer. Um, saying how he was surprised like hey if any of your friends are downtown and you got or you got like 20,000 of your friends i'm sure you'd be able to find a seat in rogers center he's like i know school's back and all that but like i can't believe it's this empty like with this crucial of a series but in my head i'm going they fucking suck oh sorry damn sorry spencer <laughs> they they suck no why would you it's texas texas is one of the better offensive teams in the league right now sure they haven't been that great in the last month maybe a month and a half, but like, it's still, it's not like Toronto and Texas when both teams could, it could go either way. And like, it'll, they'll make a game out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody like, this is the thing. Like a lot of Jays fans are casual fans. It's not like the Leafs where you, you know, you're guaranteed to sell out the building every night, no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, this is the blue Jays. They have options. You, you, it's people, you know, even I sometimes go, ah, you know what? It's just a baseball game. Who cares? Seriously. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a Jays fan. Like I I've gone, I go to a lot of games. I support, I watch them when I can and and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like, I also know that, well, I mean, baseball is also not my first sport. So like, I also don't have that as much passion as I do for, for hockey, but you know, it's one of those where I'm kind of more realistic and I can, it's easy. I don't have my blinders on, I guess. Sometimes my Leafs blinders will go on. Whereas these guys here, I just, I can call it like it is no problem. Like, and (laughs) what it is, is that these guys are not good. They're inconsistent as hell. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And I am not surprised that there's 20,000 plus seats empty, whether it's a weekday or a weekend game. They're not good. It's a waste of time. Going to watch a baseball game in Toronto is honestly a gamble now, which, I mean, it's sports in general. Sports is 50-50 all the time. But, like, these guys here is legitimately one of those there's where... No, there's no goodwill. There's no, no faith there. Right, because one game, it's like, oh, they're really hot, and then you'll go, like, oh, maybe they're this is their turning a tie. Let's go watch. Like, I'd like to see this again. But the problem is the Jays cannot replicate a, perf- a really good performance consistently. That's so have... a guy who goes to a lot of games, Al. You, you go to, I'll say quite a few games. More than yeah. the average fan, I would Yeah, say. and I've... <laughs> And there are games where I've gone to, like, I've seen, I went to the Cleveland series. That was the last games I went to, last set of games I went to. And the first game was just, they lost. But then the second game was like, where the hell was this? Where was this team? Yeah. 
so it, it's like, yeah, the, I mean, the Blue Jays, man, that's that's who they are. And if your expectations are still a deep run in the playoffs, well, you know, I appreciate your positivity, but not seeing it. Well, I did want to mention here, Al, you talked about Alec Manoa, just to go back just for a second. You talked about how you hoped it was a, a conditioning thing. The problem is, is in why he didn't report AAA is to his camp is upset that it was based on performance related reasons is why he's got he got optioned. Oh, buddy, look at your numbers. Look at your. Oh, oh, sorry, I did it again. Look at your numbers, Alec. Your your numbers suck. You have what two wins? So, that I think he's actually only got one. I think he's one and seven this year. Three and nine. Pardon me. So you are both wrong. We're both shortchanging him. If you can't, if you can't acknowledge that you have performance issues, you're then you know what? Then you have a bigger problem. You need to look at yourself in the mirror, bud. And then the other thing I wanted to mention. Go ahead. No, no, that's fine. Go ahead. I was going to say the last thing I want to mention on Alec before you switch topics is he apparently met with a specialist last week that was looking at his ailing knee, back, and right quad. No structural damage, but has been lingering, and he's been dealing with injuries, which again leads to – and you know, you talked about fat shaming, but I don't think that's, that's it for me. It's more just the pitch clock obviously was a problem for him. It yeah. affected him a very, very poorly. It obviously, but you can tell about performance. The pitch clock definitely neg- affected, effect, negative, negatively affected him. There you go. I knew but you'd get there, Spencer. It, one day I'd stutter out the right word. <laughs> you know, I, I do, 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 get through there. You know. Yeah. But um, other than that, you know, it's the weight. Like, no offense, but when you carry around that much weight doing what you're like throwing 95 96 97 on the gun fastballs and you're supposed to do that 33 to 34 times a year you know and he doesn't he's not one of those guys who goes five innings he's supposed to go six or seven innings you know throw over 100 pitches so you know his body needs to be able to hold up and if he's running at a listed 260 i don't think that's optimal him. Yeah, no, I just I just think everything that could go wrong for him did and then it just he never got he better. never got yeah, he wasn't able to push through and 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 recover from whatever the issue was and now he's crying about it and it's like, "Hey man, like we know this isn't you. Find yourself again and like I want him back. I want him ready to go next year. Like that should be the mindset. Sure. I don't care if they shut him down. Great. But start to, like Come on, don't pull a fit, dude. You're a professional ball player. Act like it. Your first, your first, this is your first taste of adversity in your big league career. And you're failing right now. You're failing the test. Anyways, that's it. And that's that for me. And then finally, Al, finally, I, I, I got to get this out of you, Al. I, I got to. I know you said you oh, don't boy. think you're going to make it. I know you said you don't think you're going to make it. But again, Texas half a game up on both Seattle and Toronto. Seattle. Just above Toronto, but they're tied on games, both 80 and 65, Texas 80 and 64. Right now, Toronto has the best last 10 of any of those four teams. Five and five last 10, Texas. Six, three and seven last three for or last 10 for Seattle. And six and four last 10 for Toronto. Al, last 17 games, five more series, and the finish at Texas. They play the Rays twice, the Yankees twice, and Boston once. Who oh, they're so screwed. Do do you believe they make the playoffs? How many wins do you think they get out of 17? Including tonight's game, 17 games. How many wins do you think they get? And do you think they make the playoffs with those wins? 
I'm going to say nine. Okay. I'm going to say so, nine, and I don't think they make it because if anyone watches baseball, you can back me up on this. The Seattle Mariners own August. August is their freaking month. So, and I think the Tampa Bay Rays right now, as much as they have very, very limited arms uh, in terms of their starting rotation, um, in terms of big names, you know, Jordan Springs, Drew Rasmussen, um, and there was one more uh, that I'm missing. Oh, why? Why did I have to go name fishing? Anyways, I think the Rays know how to play baseball. Rays were good at the beginning of the year before they McClanahan. dealt with Yes. Why did that slip my mind? That is so sad. Anyways, um, you know, they don't have them, but they've, they're still winning. I think the Rays, I don't count. I'm not counting them out either. They're playing good baseball right now. Well, they're, they're way good. above you guys. Yeah. The Rays but are well above. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to say nine games so they out go of nine 17. And they go nine and eight. They, uh, they miss. You said you said they have name, name, me, name me the teams again. They play against, they finish this series against Texas. They then okay. play against Boston they're, at home. They, they're going to win one against Texas. They're going to lose tonight. They're going to win the next, the fourth one. Yeah, um, they, next, next three at home against Boston. I think they lose two out of three. Then they go at New York Yankees at Tampa Bay. I think Yankees. I think they'll split the Yankees series. Uh, the Tampa Bay series is going to be. You know what? They might actually pull that one off. They might win that series. And then they play at home to New York, the Yankees, and at home to the Rays to end the season. No. Okay, they're gonna lose the series at home against the Yankees, and then. I think they get a split with the Rays. That's my prediction. Well, you think nine and eight, and you think they miss, and Seattle and Texas both make it in. So pessimistic is I like have y'all about the Toronto Blue Jays, but when isn't he? When aren't you, Al? When are you pessimistic about those boys? I mean, yeah, I, it's I, I like to think it's just more realistic. I, like I said, like anyone that's watched the Jays consistently this year knows, like. You can't tell me that if you have full confidence in this team to make it into a wild card, like you haven't been watching. You really haven't. Well, talk about other players that have been dealing with injuries. I do want to mention this quick that Kerry Price has officially kind of came out and said he's conceding that it is very hard to believe unless basically barring a miracle, he will probably never play again. Yeah, we knew that already. Which, well, but it still sucks to admit, doesn't it? You know, to see that yeah, it, it does, but it's finally also like, done. It's yeah, but it's also like, dude, like we that writing's been on the wall for <laughs> the last three years now. Like since the playoff run, since yeah, since that cup run, that was it. As soon as you heard he got knee surgery, <laughs> you're like, okay, well, you're done because well, it wasn't yeah. his first one. And then he went to the rehab. The he went into the player assistance program. Yeah, it just went again all downhill. Did. Like the the signs are right there. Like, you know, there's a saying: ignoring the red flags. And like, you you've just been ignoring them for a while. But like, the red flags were there. You know, so it sucks. It does suck because I I do wish he would have had a better career, and I do wish he would have won a cup. I don't care if it would have been much. Like, well, no, I do care if it would have yeah, been Montreal. Don't, don't but I care. mean, I would have liked to have seen him go somewhere else and win a cup because I think goaltenders. By a certain age, if they haven't won a cup, but they know, they know they have the potential if, with the right team. Look at Darcy Kemper. 
you know, he he went to, to Colorado and won a cup. Yeah, but certain goalies have that 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 cachet, that that loyalty, like Pecorine. I understand. Like, I understand the loyalty part, but like you know Harry what? Like Grayson, that, that's the that's the one thing I wouldn't be so mad about is go like. I care about more about loyalty about core players. You know, but when it comes to goaltenders, like Henrik Lundqvist, the only one that you know was I understand why he stayed in New York because they actually make they were actually making the playoffs consistently and ha- they were, they made a few Cup final and Conference final appearances throughout his career. That made sense. But Montreal, it's like, buddy, you made, what, two conference finals in your career? Come on. I don't know. It, it sucks. It sucks. But, you know, I, I wish Carey Price all the best, and it is unfortunate that he didn't get to really end his career on his own terms. But, I mean, in terms of, like, oh, like, I'm finally seeing, like, it's pretty much time, you know, my hockey's done. It's like, yeah, we we knew, buddy. We knew. Well, and this could mean a, a role in the management of Montreal. This could mean a, a, his coaching position, whatever, whatever route he wants to go for. If he wants to just stay retired, which lots of athletes do. Lots of athletes pick, you know, their I'll say substrata. If it's management, if it's coaching, or if it's just I want to lounge on my couch and watch. Like, I, I hopefully he gets to pick whichever one of those three he he whichever category he fits in best, but. To continue on with hockey, Al, Mike Babcock, we talked about him getting hired by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. That was definitely an interesting hire by those Columbus Blue Jackets and GM Yarmo Kekalainen. The yep. only non-North American in management, I might also I also wanted to add there for Yarmo, but regardless, and Mike's in more hot water. And in fairness to Mike, this isn't really his fault. Okay, let me, let me take you down this trip. So, Paul Bissonette. The former uh, yes. good old spitting chicklets. Yeah, who has the podcast spitting chicklets with uh, Ryan Whitney? Ryan Ryan Whitney, yeah. I was, trying, I was gonna say Ray Whitney for a second. I was like, that's not the right one. No, no, you're cl- Whitney is yeah. the li- right last name though. Yeah, so it, Ryan, and um, he said, and I quote. Uh, so we're talking about, and I'll give you a, a quick. Uh, just ex- example of what, what was going on before I give you the quote. He said he was explaining that Babcock apparently had been had been requesting guys, you know, give them their phones and then go through pictures and stuff, which apparently he's done in the past. And then he quotes, this player who texted me said he has about 20 stories exactly like the one I'm about to tell you. Babcock, in brackets, called in players from his team and he'll say, let me see your phone, open your photos, and I want to see who you are as a person. So the players in the past have obviously handed over their phones. They plugged it in. I think the video coach plugs it in. And then they bring it up on the flat screen, and he goes through the camera roll. The camera roll, he goes through the camera roll on your phone. And then he said, and the Bissonette, and and that's the end of the quote, and Bissonette said that he um, believes that Babcock had talked to Boone Jenner and did that to Boone Jenner. And then Babcock said that he did, go through a player's phone technically but did not do it was not did not do what Paul Bissonnette said he did with like putting on the TV and all that stuff and then Boone Jenner came out and explained his side of the story saying while meeting with Babs he asked me about my family and where where I'm from my upcoming my upcoming wedding and hockey related stuff he then asked me if I had pictures of my family and I was happy to share them with him. He showed me a picture of his family. I thought it was a great first meeting and a good way for us to start building a relationship. To have this blown out of proportion is truly disappointing. And then Bissonette responded to both Boone 
and Babcock saying that uh, that's that did happen, but not in the way Paul is explaining it happened in. He said he has tons of players that would confirm his version of events. And the NHL has basically gone, hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil, and, and kind of not reacted to any of the accusations on either side. But, you know, do you, I'm not going to say Babcock's wrong. Because if Babcock and Boone can agree on that story that all they did was they were having a conversation and Babcock was like, hey, I heard you're having an upcoming wedding, you know, where, like where are you, like, kind of like where are you from? You know, how did you get into hockey type of thing? You know, and, and Boone was showing him pictures and then Bab to relate was showing him pictures of when he was back in Saskatchewan, coaching the University of Saskatchewan. You know, I think that's all fair game. But I think Babcock should also know that anything he does is going to be under the microscope because of what happened in Toronto, because of what happened in Detroit. Yeah, you know. so it's funny enough, as you mentioned this, I scrolling through Twitter, and sure enough, there's a screenshot um, that Paul Bissonette posted. Uh, this was 20 hours ago. And it says, if you think Spit and Chickless podcast rolls out that story without confirming it with a member of the team, you need a brain transplant. Bizarre behavior from a guy that's done it before and gotten canned for stuff exactly like this. This was the text I got. Um, geez, I opened the full tweet now. It's I lost my spot. Oh, this is the text I got uh, that started all off. First I ever heard of it, so I called him and got the story. Uh, believe who you want to believe. The truth will eventually come out. The good news is he won't be invading guys' privacy from a position of power anymore. If you can't understand how bizarre that is, then we just aren't going to be aligned on this. And uh, then there's a screenshot, and those text messages show... And there's no, obviously, contact or source. So, again, like, this could just be a picture for all I know. But, I mean, this and that seems pretty passionate about this. So, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But it says, you got to sneak it into your pod about Babs getting guys to show their photos on the big screen. He's doing it to guys in Columbus now. It's the same shit he did to me. Guys need to know that's coming. Uh, to know that's coming. It's a effing joke. That's the end of the text. And then, then there's Biz replying going, like, oh, like, you know all confused and stuff and yeah but so there's that um at this point even if it is true or not like we don't know the con no one's in the dressing room and and the the person that texted him that said he did to me that sounds like a a guy that just has something out for babcock being back in the league and what honestly i'm just let him coach let's see what happens season didn't even start like, why? I understand he's under a microscope. I get why. Full, re, you know, they, there's a valid reason as to why he should be. But just let him do his job. Let, let's see what happens. And, you know, reading the Boone Jenner thing, I don't I believe Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner is the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, first of all. So I strongly believe that that statement he made that's been out there that, that was released by the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't think he d says that statement unless he believes it and he actually is honest and means it. I don't think Boone Jenner is that kind of guy. You know, you don't walk over, you don't walk all, you don't get to walk all over Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner does what Boone Jenner is, seem, thinks, is thinks is right and whatever. But this is also bad for the Columbus Blue Jackets in terms of the season didn't even start and you already are distracted with something that is not on ice related 
I really hope this whole statement thing and everything puts it to bed. Knowing how the media works around here in this province, it probably won't. This is going to be a topic for a long time. If the Blue Jackets lose their first 20 games of the season, well, guess what? They're going to point the finger to that incident. Um, also, Spencer, uh, also? I, I don't know if you have anything else to add on Columbus, but I have a tweet in front of me that I think, uh, remember when we said we didn't have anything to talk about the Leafs? Uh, yeah. I found something. Of course you did. Of course, Al, of all people who didn't want to uh-huh. talk to these guys, to break the fourth wall, we were talking in an episode. What, what are we talking about this week? Manolo goes number one. I think Bab goes number two. When we talk about number three. Well, this we, is we, recent. This isn't something you know, I had to dig talk, up. We, this we, is... we, we agreed on a third topic. We'll get into it in a second with Aaron Rodgers, obviously tearing his Achilles just just uh, just two days ago. But, you know, I was like, well, I don't want to talk about the Leafs. Something going on with the Leafs. I was like, okay, well, we'll talk about the Leafs then. But now all of a sudden, he found something. Well, yeah, because all 20... of a sudden, Alec yeah. and Bion, this, this is like breaking news. So, Ali, what is your Toronto so, Maple Laughs breaking news? This is from Mark Masters 22 minutes ago. Matthew Nyes says he was cleared to return from a concussion on the day the Leafs were eliminated by the Florida Panthers. And he didn't play, did he? Did not play. So, hmm. No, no. That's my own. That's honestly my only thought is just, hmm. Well, I guess, does that make you feel any worse or better than how you felt about Keith before you read that? No. Because that's no. Okay, 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 okay. So, in a sense, I'm pissed because it's like, dude, elimination game, you want the best players out there, right? And and you think he fit. Should have. Absolutely. Big dude, scored a goal. You know, he was going. This guy here was one of the better Leafs players in the playoffs, without a doubt, even though he there was, like, somewhat of a lack of production. But this guy just gelled really well. He's also a kid in his first NHL action because he was a college player. And that's, and that's my point. As much as you were cleared to come back, you're also potentially, you know, the future of this team. William well, yeah. Nylander, Nylander goes, <laughs> guess what? Matthew Nyes fits right in. Well, I, I got Matthew in the top six. Ex- well, there, there you go. So that just backs me up even more. So that's all I'm going to say is I, you know, you want your best players out there to give you a chance to win. You're it's for the Stanley cup, do whatever it takes, but I'm also going to, you know, glass half empty, half full in this case and go, he is just a kid. You don't want to risk any further injuries that could potentially shorten his career by a few or a lot, a couple or more than just a few seasons. Mm -hmm. So that's all I'm going to say to that. But by reading that tweet, I'm also like, my first thought was really, and they didn't play him. And they didn't play him. Well, I want to so, mention, yeah. hopefully Columbus has a good year. Because, again, injuries also plagued them really bad. Like, they had they, they had have at the least potential. one point. They had, like, eight guys who were on their starting lineup. Like, they, they were ravaged by injuries last year. So, we'll yeah, see if no, they, they get they, to healthy this year. With Mike they, have, they have the potential. The they have the potential. It's there. Especially now I, with the, the, the additions of Bravarov. And I it's just, Stevenson. it's just the, you know, the Metro is a tough, tough division. You know, second to the Atlantic, the Metro is, is a tough, uh, you know. You know what's sad, Al? Is we talk about how hard the East is to make the playoffs, and the West just won the last two Stanley Cups. You know? Yeah, but I mean, 
Yeah, like, it, that, it is that is true. so weird, isn't it? That, like, but it just goes to show, like anything happens, right? Anything can happen in hockey. Well, exactly. And, like, at the end of the day, the the better team will win. But it's just throughout the regular season, the, the Atlantic, the, the, sorry, the East is just an absolute juggernaut. Dog dog fight the whole way. Like up. the Atlant, all the Atlantic teams are pretty. I don't know if they're all going to compete for a playoff spot. The this Canadians year. are probably the only team that everyone will think they they won't have a chance. I think Montreal is the team you can but cross they're out. Be, and I I think Boston's also another one. And well, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that to you know throw sticks and stones at you here. Like I actually genuinely think that Boston is you know they're not going to be I gone be for the long. Yeah, really? I think they'll be in the hunt. I okay, think, I think they'll make it. Like I I think they'll be in the hunt. I think they're good enough okay. to be in the hunt. I just think they're going to make it. Okay, like, that's, I think that's Montreal, wrong. I think Montreal's be better than people think. I don't think they'll be nope. in the hunt, but I think they'll be better than last year. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna they're gonna have flashes of moments. They're gonna have weeks where people are like, are they gonna put it together? You know what? If they stay healthy, sure. Like I just I have that odd feeling of like 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 what you know they don't uh, have a goal happen in New Jersey. You know, like same thing with that could happen in Detroit is they have enough young guys where you're like if they click. For like a long enough, but New period, Jersey's been clicking. Like this isn't new. New Jersey's been there. They've just need, they've just well, been no, drafting. They've just been adding like that year. one guy. But before last year, they were not a playoff team. But and they were clicking. They were they they they, they the well, signs were there. Whereas Montreal, it's like nah, okay. But you see the but you see the young guys, and you're like you yes, know, but then they healthy. get injured. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like you, I know, but you got to stay healthy. I I don't think I I think Ottawa. I really think well, you Ottawa, gotta hope that they Ottawa. Their time is now. Like this it's, is it's it. getting close, eh? It's getting oh, you could feel even Buffalo, man. Devin Levi looks freaking good. Devin Levi looks really good. And then obviously whatever's happening toward the chant with the Iser plan. And I've been saying if Buffalo can get a goalie, oh, watch out. And guess what? I think they have him. I think you know what I know. I'm getting ahead of myself here, and I, I he played only a few games. I think Devin Levi is the next Ryan Miller. I think he's a higher upside than Ryan Miller. Upside, not, yeah. Because I obviously mean, yeah, Ryan Miller could. was a great servant for the team, and, and yeah. But I'm not I'm sure just Buffalo saying, yeah. fans would. I mean, I think, but I, I, I know he's got it. He's got I it. I think he's got it, man. The signs are there. I I I really like what I'm, I'm seeing. I, um, and before we divulge into more hockey talk, I will get what, well, you know, the season's coming up. Rookie camps are going on right now. Seven attackers at rookie camp, which I mentioned that. Owen Sound got seven kids at the rookie camps. Yeah. So we'll see, you know, once real camp training camp starts and all the, you know, we hear about all the injuries and the preseason starts, you and I will make sure we, you know, divulge all of the hockey talk as we get inch just a little bit closer. I can and feel it, man. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, I don't know. You're going to Scotiabank tonight. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's I, just sort I, of like a. I'll, I'll throw that. I'll throw, I'll throw that. I'll throw that cat out of the bag. You are going to Scotiabank tonight, you know. As yeah. You are, as you mentioned, a part of the Toronto Maple Laughs. Wait, sorry, Maple Leafs. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, it's their, it's their TV their, timeout. Their, ice their skate team. Their skate yeah. team. Yeah, the ice crew. Yeah. yeah. You, so you couldn't make the palm team, so you made the skate team. We're happy. Yeah, which is fine because I mean, you know, you, at the end of the day, my feet, my even in, even when I was a player though, my feet were always better than my hands, so. Well, yeah, we, we all know that you definitely couldn't catch nobody if you threw him up in the air. Yeah. We don't know if anybody could catch you if you threw, threw you up in the air. That, anyway. that is a valid point. But, yeah, so anyway, so I got a little introductory meeting tonight. They're a three-hour meeting-ish or whatever. Really excited, looking forward to it. Um, uh, it's This is going to be an experience of a lifetime. I, I don't know. I, I've been pretty busy, and it's been hard to, like, fit in some, my scheduling in terms of, like, refing hockey and fitting stuff in and, and whatnot. But 
I, I do think this, uh, you know, I'm going to do this season and then we'll see how it goes in terms of how much of the, how big the workload is. But I mean, this could be a, you know, just a one year thing and then that's it. But uh, yeah, really excited. Really, yeah, really excited. Really looking forward to getting started with them. And uh, you know, it's kind of, it's cool to be able to say that you know I work for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is you work you know, for the LSE. The team I you're uh, on. This is my Austin Matthews. Yeah, yeah, the team I grew up cheering for. So it's pretty sweet. Um, okay, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, let's end her off with the NFL. Obviously, week one, all the way, all the way done. I think Cajun and I mentioned it on uh, Polar Opposites last week. I will mention it tomorrow in front of Cajun's face. But I did beat Cajun in the fantasy football league we're in together. Of uh, course, Al. you did. So you know, big dub. Doesn't Al, surprise me. Dub. Spencer's second, a big football guy. Second right now in the football league, Al. Second, actually, big dub. Saying, actually, saying Spencer is a big football guy is kind of an understatement. This dude here, like. You know, Obviously, my I like to think I like to think that the knowledge I have for hockey is like, you know, if you were to compare it, that's like Spencer's knowledge of football. Like this guy is X's and O's. This guy ha- Spencer could drop a playbook, and it honestly might actually work. It might. We we have to test it out though, of course. But anyway, yeah. did you um do you have Netflix, Spencer? Of course I have Netflix. Did you watch the series Quarterback? Of course not. Why the hell would I waste my time watching that garbage? I don't want to see contrive. I don't want to see contrived things about teams giving me exactly what they want to tell me. I want to see it raw. I want to see it on the okay, field in the moment. I, I you don't know. know. I, I don't like contrived cool. things like that. Like I've seen the the untold stories. I think they're kind of interesting. Yeah, untold was really good. Did you like, watch the Johnny Manziel one? I haven't seen it yet, but I saw the Swamp Kings one about Florida. I saw. I watched. I watched Jake Paul and Johnny Manziel. I watched. Oh, you gotta watch Crime and Pe- Crimes and Penalties then. The first one they made. About Dansbury Trashers, it's so good. Oh, that one I've seen it. Yeah, it's re- it was the first one they made. I've I, I didn't watch the it until a couple thing. weeks ago. I've it's seen crazy. it twice. It's, it's crazy. I've, it's it's so good. I also saw uh, Flag or Foul, which is about the Tim Donaghy and fixing yes. basketball game. Yes, that's so, on that, that one. Yeah, that one's I've on my list. That, one. that yeah, one's on I've my watched list. that one. It's really good too. It, it's a really big eye opener. But I do have to get to the Manziel one as well. But um, before we can again continue to get off topic, Aaron Rodgers. What a guy. Starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Played all of three snaps. Four. Jets. No, four if you include the, the, the Achilles. Um, yeah. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets, spends all summer as a, as a Green Bay Packer just about. Oh, man. Is he, is he so going to stay? Is he going to go? It's undecided. Goes on his little dark darkness retreat. Comes back. Still undecided. Then finally announces on the Pat McAfee podcast, I'm going to be a New York Jet. He waits a month and a half, gets traded to the New York Jets for a, an okay trade package. You know, does all these things off cam, does all these things on camera, does all these things in the offseason, hanging out with the rookies, hanging out with the young guys. And he plays three snaps, had compl- throws one pass, no incompletions, has one attempt, no, no completions. And tears his Achilles and is done for the season. So and people can keep I, talking he's going to stay for his career out before, before you go. They say he's going to come back. He is 39. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers so will come back. To this. this is funny. I'm I, so, well, it's not funny. I feel for him, but at the same time, like, so I remember when I looked up Aaron Rodgers, cause like I was roughing hockey the night this happened and I saw him trending. I was like, what the heck is going on? And I was like, no freaking way. This guy is being ruled out of the game for an injury. I was like, that's not good. 
But before, so then I, as soon as I searched up Aaron Rodgers to see like trending tweets, there is this guy. I don't know what I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. Who literally tweeted out four hours before the game saying, watch Aaron Rodgers is going to go out there and tear his Achilles on that rainy field. Sure enough, it happened. That was, that blew my mind when I read that tweet. Another tweet I have here. Aaron Rodgers saw a total of four snaps. His 2023 season lasted 75 seconds. Which, ironically, is also the number he's guaranteed to make in the two-year contract he has, which is $75 million. Yeah, but if he retires, then he will, he'll forfeit that money. Yes. Which is, so, which is another point to think about. And I'm also scrolling through Twitter and uh, the trending tweets that are coming out of this. Sorry, X, my bad. Um... And there's there's one, this is pretty, this is messed up, but like, um, it's, uh, it's a meme, a picture of, I forget the actor's name, but this is from the movie Identity Thief. And it says, Aaron Rodgers, I might play until I'm 40, no, yeah, I might play until I'm 45 like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles, the fuck you are. Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) I just laughed, so I was trying, oh man, it was so funny. But, uh, yeah, no, it's unfortunate. I mean, hey, if you look at it now, this is an opportunity for Zach Wilson to put his money where his mouth is. Because Zach Wilson, it came out that when Rodgers signed, he was like, he came out, there was this quote that came out saying, like, I'm going to make this old dude, like, I'm going to take the spot from this old guy or whatever. And sure enough, now he has the opportunity to do that. And he did just that. He came into the game and he won. the Jets beat the Bills. Yeah, but let's not act like that was Zach Wilson. He didn't play bad. No, 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 no. He didn't play play bad, but... But I'm just saying, you're off to a good start, kid. When when Josh Allen throws three picks to the same guy, and the Bills score, what, 16 points of offense in in four quarters plus overtime? Like, come on. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was... Yeah, even, even too, like... I mean, for the Aaron Rodgers thing, I knew... This guy here, he's not Tom Brady. He isn't. Like, there is no you're not, no one's ever like this. I don't know if we'll ever see a player like Tom Brady again. We probably will. We probably will. I don't think so. I I think we will because I mean, if hockey's taught anybody anything, look, there's, there was Gretzky. Then there was Crosby. Then there's McDavid. Then. Oh no, I mean like longevity wise. Obviously there's there's going to be the next, like Mahomes is already that. Mahomes is already. Well, I mean, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is the highest paid quarterback or highest football player in history now. Yeah, and deal. he played like garbage in week one, and Justin but Herbert is fantastic, and Tua Tagovailoa had one of the best week ones of anybody in quarterback. Tua, Tua, Tua was, was on my very good. Team, by the way, but, he was very good. You know, like there's a lot of really good young quarterbacks that are taking those spots of Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, of of Tom Brady. Peyton Manning's retired, been been retired, but still, you know, of that of that era of quarterback, Big Ben Roethlisberger, even Eli Manning, who I don't think too much of as a player, you know, that whole generation is taking over. But for Aaron, you know, people thought last chance to get her second ring, last chance, last real kick at the can is this year and probably next year. And then you'd think that I, the arm strength's probably going to go and, and, and certain things are, are going to go for him. Again, being 39 turns 40 in December. Yeah. So just in a few months' time, he'll be 40 with a torn Achilles. Well, is- there's a there's a reason why – there's a reason why the Jets were the only ones. I think the Jets were really the only ones really in on them in terms of money. I think teams were like, okay, we want them, but like we don't want them that badly. And I think this is because of the age. And 
do I think situation. I like, think he can. I think he can bounce back. It's just yeah. Like how many like how many teams without a quarterback could win? Well, that, it's all, that's the thing is there's not a whole lot of yeah. teams right now who are in a place to win who don't have a quarterback they trust. Like even in yeah. San Francisco, who you who also was in that market, they have Brock Purdy. Yep. They had and, Trey Lance, who they now just traded away, who which did upset me, but I want to get into that right now. You know, they have Sam Darnold, who is now their uh, their fixed project, former top three pick. Right. Like, yeah, that's that's the thing is there's not a whole lot of teams that fit what Rodgers was trying to do, which is a team that needs a quarterback that's ready to win. The Jets were the perfect team. They yep. needed a quarterback and their roster is good enough to win. So yeah, they, were, then now... they were the number one option. And now they're back where they were last year. They have a young guy who dropped. They dropped second overall who wasn't ready, probably isn't ready. And they have a great roster that is ready to win, but they don't have the guy. They don't have. The ship is ready to take out the fleet, but they don't got the captain to do it. Yep. And now, well, just, you won't have him. You know, the, the captain, the, the captain you brought in to win the, the win the battle is now sick and gone back to shore. So now you're stuck with the guy you didn't want in the first place. Yeah. But I mean, and the, the thing is you, you really touched on there. That was the right, the best point. I think I heard, well, a really good point was, you know, 40, you're, you're closing in on 40 and you got an Achilles injury. Like your body does not heal as fast or the same way it did 20 years ago there, Mr. Rogers. Well, so that's why I, I, I can't believe all these people talking about how he's going to come back and he's going to do this. Like, I mean, he yeah. can, I, I think bet he's got you, that. I bet I think he wants got, to, I think he's got that dog in him. I honestly no, think, I, I you know what? They ruled him out him. for this. They ruled him out for the season, but I, <sighs> he does not play this year. I can tell you that he does not play this year. We'll see. He won't even be 70% if he plays again this year. We'll see. I don't think he does either, but I mean, I'm not, I will say this. There's 90% of me says he's done for the year, no matter what. 10% of me is still going, that guy might somehow find a way back onto the field. Okay, Al, I'm telling you this right I now. Know, if, I know, I know, no, no, I, I no, know, Spencer. No, I know. I'm just no, saying. No, I, I qualify this. If Aaron Rodgers plays again this year, he'll never play football after that year. After this year, if he steps on the field okay. again this year, that's he will ruin his leg. That's I'm telling valid. you that he's 40 years old with a bad Achilles. Like, yes, players play through injuries, and yes, they sign the release form saying, "I don't care what it does to my body." But I'm telling you, if Aaron Rodgers goes out there with a torn Achilles, partially torn Achilles, and knows what he's getting himself into, and takes one hit to that leg, which players, I can tell you, it's football. They're gonna target that leg because they know what's wrong with it. He'll never play football again. He'll ruin that leg. Or he'll ruin his good leg trying to overcompensate, which happens a lot too. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, no, I, you're, I think you're right. I the, the 12 months off and comes back next September and plays one more year to, to go out on his own terms type of thing. But, yeah. you know, I, I understand what, you, what you're saying. The dog and, and the, willing himself back on the field. I'm not saying he doesn't feel that way. I'm not saying he'll be able to get himself to shape. My thing is his age is he is physically not going to be able to do it because we've seen what Achilles injuries does to young athletes, not Kobe Bryant at 35, who was a shell of the player he was prior to the Achilles. Yeah. Like, no, I, I mean, I zap you of all your athleticism. I just, I just couldn't believe to. that way. 
I, I just couldn't believe too. Like the, the the crazy part for me was like, and, and people were really people jumped on the guns on the meme ship so quickly. Like they're like, Aaron Ro- Aaron Rodgers twenty twenty three highlight reel, and it was him running out onto the field with, with the American flag. flag. Yeah, with the I was American like, flag. wow, guys. I was like, wow, guys. Yeah, that that really? that's the entire highlight. That's the that entire highlight film too. Al is like, come on, guys. Like, like, what are we doing here? Um, I do have to wrap this up though, Spence. Yeah, I was. I was. I knew we were getting to that point, but I will. Fi- I will finish with this. Without Aaron Rodgers, without a- without Aaron Rodgers now, the AFC East is the Bills to lose. But this almost guarantees the Miami Dolphins a free playoff spot because you knew that division was going to be a, de- a, a an absolute bloodbath with the Jets having Aaron Rodgers, the Dolphins, Miami, and the and Buffalo Bills. But now without my without the Jets, Miami and Buffalo are almost locks now to make the playoffs in yeah. my mind. So, but I mean, also like for me too, like I, I know football's different in terms of every week pretty much matters. Um, but I'm also like, yeah, it's week one. Like even Kansas City, they lost to Detroit. But I'm like, man, Kansas City was. But like, they were out. Think, they were out two of their best players, their best defender. No, best yeah, defensive player who no, comes no, back I, and, and I know comes. that's I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's only week one, and like there's a few teams out there that you know lost in week one where I'm like, ah. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Like it's one week where you can say that about Kansas City and Buffalo and the Cincinnati Bengals. But you know, even then the Kansas City Chiefs could lose like their first four weeks and they'll still find a way. But they're getting back their best defensive player who just signed his new one year deal to get back on the field and they're gonna get back Kelsey, you think, either this week or next week. Yeah, they're which fine. will fix all their they're problems. Fine. Like they're they're, fine, they'll fix yeah. all their problems with those with those two guys back on the field. They'll generally go from a team who loses by one point to to, to uh, yeah. They're they'll, they're blowing teams out again because yeah they're they'll they're be a fine. football team with a great coaching staff. So yeah. I they will turn it around now. Like yeah. I mark my words. Like they those teams will. I'm not the Jets can with with Zach Wilson. I don't trust them. I don't think they'll be able to do it. I think they'll be a decent team because again, it'd be a good story. Great, but you know, be a good I, story I if he does. Well, if he proves everybody wrong and shows what he was at BYU. Hey, all power to him, but yeah, it's you gotta, a, but see, it's you gotta see it, hill. believe it, you gotta show yeah. it. Yeah, big hill. Um, but yeah, and that is that is it. I actually have to. Yeah, it's uh, it's about that time. I gotta I gotta run there. I got uh, that schedule starting to get uh, a little too. It's that tight. time of the day. It's that time of day. But uh, well, anyways, you this was. Now? Oh yeah, I'm doing. I'm, I'm. I know my role. I know my role. Uh, yeah. this was episode. This was, hey, you're good. You're good. Thanks for keeping me on my toes. This was episode 18 of The Outrage, technically the one-year anniversary celebration. I guess you could say we didn't make that big of a deal about it. But, uh, you know, just a little over a year ago today, Spencer uh, approached me with this phenomenal idea to launch this. And uh, I think it's been not exactly what we wanted it to be or what he wanted it to be, but it's definitely getting there bit by bit and hey Rome wasn't built in a day you got to learn to crawl before you walk right so this was episode 18 of the outrage from Spencer Byers myself I ain't Kevin Big Al Al whatever the hell you want this was the outrage